Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Today on the show, I'm speaking with India Shan. She's a musician, singer, songwriter in Los Angeles. We talk about her wellness journey, self-care practice, and self-choosing. Our conversation is rich and fun. It was really great chatting with her. At the end of this episode, we're going to hear a snippet of India's new song, Not Too Deep. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy our chat. Have a great Sunday. Hi, I'm Alex L. and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. India, it is so great to chat with you. How are you today? I'm feeling blessed. I am. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good, actually. It's a beautiful day here in the D.C. area, finally. And I am so happy to chat with you. But before we dive into our conversation, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? My name is India Sean, and I am a singer and songwriter. Beautiful. How long have you been in music? And how does music serve as your form of meditation and self-care? Well, I've been in music professionally since I was 15. So a little over 15 years. But music has been in me all my life. I come from a musical family. My mother was a musical prodigy. And, I, you know, it's one of those stories. Grew up in church, grew up singing on the praise and worship team and all that. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've really been singing forever. I guess, I mean, the meditation part of it for me is just being able to release, you know, to share my stories and to go through these experiences and these deep emotions and then kind of just let them go in the studio. Mm, I love how you said share your stories. And the first thing that popped up is like storytelling through songs and storytelling Mm -hmm. through that poetry essentially is what it is. So when did you start writing music for yourself? And how does that kind of go hand in hand with your with your wellness routine? And also, I guess your self care practice as well? I started writing at a really young age. I started writing poetry. I feel like a lot of songwriters start there. And I just always loved words, loved to write in general. And then I didn't really realize that I could like do it as a profession until I got in the studio and, and all that stuff. And then it became like a whole process and not just, you know, words on the paper, but putting melody to it and all that. So I guess it was around 15 that I really started writing, writing. And then maybe five years after that, I did a publishing bill with Universal Music Publishing. And then it was like really my job to do it. A lot less fun. 
<laughs> so that leads me to my next kind of thought that I had is, okay, mm -hmm. I wonder if other artists feel the same way that I do. Like when I'm writing for myself, it's so different from having to get my manuscript turned in on time and perhaps even write a freelance article for someone else. So how have you been able to balance, right, your own writing practice for yourself and then your writing practice for work? And how have you found kind of that harmony between the two since you said it wasn't as fun, right? And I, yeah. I feel you 100%. How are you finding balance between it all? Um, well, it's still, a, it's still a process, but I will say during that time, I was employed to write for other artists, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I'm so grateful that I got the chance to write for Chris Brown and Monica Carey Hilson, El DeBarge, like so many amazing acts. Mm -hmm. But I was still unfulfilled because of the fact that, you know, I had to cater to someone else and their style and their subject matter. And I just felt boxed in with, I'm sure you feel like that with your restrictions or, mm -hmm. you know, time constraints or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make a decision because I was not well. <laughs> Mm. Like I was not happy. I was very depressed actually during that time. And I just had to make a choice. And I remember, you know, leaving Los Angeles, going back to ATL where mama was. And I was like, I don't care about the quote unquote dream. I'm gonna get back on the MARTA on the bus. I'm gonna go back to school mm. and I'm just gonna, you know, do it on my own terms. And that's actually when I uh, wrote my first album, Origin, which is very special to me. But yeah, I just, I made the choice. I chose myself and chose mm. the process that I wanted to make music. I love that self-choosing and mm -hmm. I want to dive a little deeper into that. When you decided, you know, this is not serving me. Writing for other people is just not where I want to be right now. It's an amazing thing, but it's not where I want to be. And you mentioned your depression kind of crept up on you. Mm -hmm. When you made the choice to go back to mama, to go back <laughs> to Atlanta, to start over, like this hit a reset button, how did you weigh those options to, to walk away from what you'd been doing to kind of um, loop back into what you've known? There wasn't much weighing. It was like when your back is against the wall and yeah. you, you know, you have one choice. I mean, I was so soul deprived, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was so just starved and I felt like my only option was to start over. There was no weighing it. That is major to be able to be like, you know what, this is my option. That's yeah. it. And I'm doing it. <laughs> and you got a beautiful album out of it. So mm -hmm. what was that like getting back home, getting into a new routine, finding your groove again, and then sitting down and being able just to write for yourself? It was it was joy and it mm. was freedom. And at the time I was, it was my ex-boyfriend who actually produced that album. So there was so much love that went into it as mm -hmm. well. And just experimenting. It was his first, um, his first try at, at producing and he did an incredible job. I mean, that album is still like just a gem for my listeners who have been with me, you know, through my whole journey. Like they love Origin. And I do feel like Origin was probably the most me that I've been, but it was pure freedom. Yeah, that's the only way to describe it. <laughs> 
freedom, <laughs> that liberation is so major. It is so, mm-hmm. so major. Fast forward, you ended up back in LA, clearly. What was that like leaving Atlanta, going back to LA? And what boundaries did you have in place for yourself, for your wellness, for your self-care practice? And how were you able to take a deep breath and step back into this environment, specifically as a woman of color? I definitely want to talk about that. And choosing yourself even when you're back in the place that you had originally left? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like now it's definitely like that balancing act because I am in the industry now. I'm signed to a major label. Um, I feel like I I came out here with the full intent to do me Mm -hmm. and figure it out on my own terms. I haven't really been back that long, but, but yeah, I did end up doing a major record deal and, you know, I have found myself slipping back into that those modes of like compromising a little bit and give mm-hmm. and take and I mean it's seriously just like a daily learning and discovering and I feel like that is how I'm showing up is just like by showing up like <laughs> through the fear and the anxiety and anything that that is coming against me in any form you know even if that's just like all these voices from maybe management or creative or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's like, where's my vision? Cause like, I don't want it to get lost, but yeah. So it's like trying to remain true to myself as a young woman, as a black woman, as mm-hmm. a woman period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being a black woman in the industry, I definitely want to talk about this. How is that for you? And <laughs> Do you feel like you have to self-advocate more than someone who isn't Black? Someone who isn't Black and someone who isn't a woman. So you can kind of like link those two because I know that both sides can have it pretty challengingly. Yeah, I feel like the business end feels trickier as a Black person mm-hmm. <laughs> or just a person doing quote-unquote urban music or in mm. the urban. Because the thing about it is, like, for me, I feel like I have a very versatile style and voice and just who I am, you know what I mean? Like, I have friends from all over the world, and I just feel like I'm very, like, adaptable, and I can, whatever, live in any kind of environment. And I can sing, and I write country, folk, anything, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I feel like, not I feel, like but as a black person you are automatically urban you know what I mean mm, yeah <laughs> and yeah. I feel like we've been dealing with that forever you know we see that at the Grammy Awards and and you know you're just going to be boxed into certain categories even if you're trying to break through those boundaries and those mm-hmm. labels so definitely in that way with being a woman hmm I mean <laughs> I feel like it gets so personal it's okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, the respect thing, which I feel like we deal with that in every industry or just in life period, just, just trying to make sure you get that respect when you walk into rooms and from your male counterparts. Unfortunately, I have dealt with, um, I'll call it sexual harassment, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) call it what it is. And, um, you know, they, to some degree, a part of the game, I don't think everybody has to be a victim of it, but I mean, it's tough. It's something that you're confronted with as an attractive, talented woman being Mm -hmm. around a bunch of men, Right. (laughs) right? you know?
thank you for sharing that because it really goes hand in hand with a conversation that I had um, with one of Sam Smith background singers, who's a black woman. Her name is Chris and she is amazing and also in the industry. And we talked about this. We talked about self-choosing and self-advocating and standing your ground. And I think that is so important for folks to hear, especially the women who are listening to this, the black women, the women of color listening to this episode and who listen to Chris's episode. It's like, you can name what you need. You can advocate for yourselves and you can set your boundaries. And I just feel like that's so, so powerful to be able to do. And that's how we stand in our power. That's how we take our power back. And I think that's so, so, so important for folks to hear. So to switch gears just a little bit, Mm -hmm. wellness routine outside of music, outside of work. What do you like? What do you like to eat? What do you like to do? Where do you like to go? How do you decompress and kind of come back home to yourself? Well, I have been seriously meditating like crazy, especially since the lockdown and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like meditating two or three times a day and Mm. (laughs) like I was on some superheroes. So that's been great for me. I did this. Someone brought me into this like 21 days of abundance meditation challenge. And a part of the challenge is to also facilitate your own group in the same challenge. And it just keeps going and going. And that was really beautiful and amazing for me just to have that accountability, to be accountable to a group and for a group to be accountable to me as well. Also, I just started a Wellness Wednesday YouTube channel. I'm so goofy, but (laughs) it's funny because I saw you um, on your Instagram saying how hard it was to like, you know, talk to your camera. And it's funny because even though like I shoot music videos and everything else, it feels so weird to just be at home by myself talking to my, you know, phone. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad you're doing that. That's that's Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, and it's crazy because I discovered you moons ago. Like I discovered you years ago before. I mean, you just had your oldest daughter and it was before you had gotten married. And oh, like wow. That. Yeah. So I remember seeing your whole kind of life unfold at some point, you know, and I was always inspired by you and your words and your vulnerability and everything that you shared online. And I feel like for me as a young woman, I always had kind of like one foot in and one foot out of wellness and just like committing my life and myself to wellness. I mean, we it's a journey for everybody. We're not right, perfect, of course. you know. Of course. I'm struggling but- now with all five of us home. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is self-care for me. Know that, okay? <laughs> I'm in my closet. I'm hiding. I feel you. <laughs> I was wondering what a baby was. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've always had one foot in, one foot out. And I feel like doing this YouTube channel, I'm like, oh, okay. I have to be this person that I claim to be now. You know what I mean? I'm talking yeah. about meditating and working out and, you know, mental health. Well, you know, I have to be accountable to my fans or the viewers. You know, like I can't just, you know, wear the outfits and and talk the talk. Like I really got to walk the walk. So Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, this has been a good time to practice, you know, to be in practice. I love that. That might be the title of this episode, to be in practice. Because that is so true. Like this is a great time to practice whatever that is to create a ritual of some sort. Mm -hmm. I think that that is just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Um, So before we wrap up, I would love to ask you this icebreaker question. What would you tell your younger self and how would you hold space for her? I would tell her that she is more than enough and that there's nothing to prove to anyone, not even to herself. 
And the word patience comes to mind to practice patience and just self-love, you know, rather than looking for validation outside of herself, you know, to practice self-love. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. Something special mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like her, she's in the middle Sleeping, we can 
can cut it up on your weekdays And let that shit carry to the weekend I know you scared to check my chart You gon' find something out I ain't got a problem telling you what I'm about I said I ain't got a problem telling you what I'm about Wake up, girl, you're too sleep. I say it three times with my eyes closed. Cause ain't no such thing, it's too deep. No. I can see that you can see that we got the same feelings. I can feel our spirits move all around the building. You giving me something, don't you take it like I'm lonely. We can be together if you want. I can see that you can see that we got the same Podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.